Head to our Discord if you want to ask the Infendo crew a question for the question block. You can get there by going to infendo.com. We put the donkey in Donkey Kong. Infendo Radio is on now. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 630 freaking three. It's been a week. It's been a month. It's been a year. We got a show for you tonight. We're all here to do a show. Boy, these intros get worse and worse the more I do this thing. Um, <laughs> I'm joined by the two consistent co-hosts who I always have on the show, as well as the ghost of Steve who floats around in our studio and makes noises and bangs on pots. And We've actually got the ghost of Justin right now, too, it looks like. <laughs> Justin is trying to adjust his boom mic. Give him a minute. <laughs> Justin, is, Justin is going to be causing work for Eugene as Eugene edits. I've already made podcast. my notes. Uh, Eugene, other, I think I'm than, good now. other than editing the show for hours on end, how are you doing tonight? And where can the people find you? Uh, I'm doing good. Um, it is, I, I still can't get used to this daylight savings time business. It's still kind of light out outside well, right now. Well, you might so. not have to for very much. Actually, I guess the the inverse of that is you might have to forever. Forever, because yeah. Because <laughs> government has decided this is the good time and they want everybody on it. And I agree. Okay, yes. let's. Let's like let's nice talk about that for a second. A Let, let's talk about okay. that for a second. Okay. Is is daylight savings time better or standard time better? I'm so, of the opinion that I think standard time is better. So I, I like um I, I think I like this a little bit more because but when I get out of work, I work ten to six, uh, because I work on the same time zone as actually I used to work eleven to seven and then I talked to my bosses and I said that's way too long. So now I work ten to six. Um <laughs> so when I get out of work it's nice to have it still be sunny out, which is pleasant. But I like both time zones actually. I like when it's when it's daylight savings time, it's fun, and then when it's not, it's like, ooh, I get an extra hour tonight. I get to stay up really late and it, nobody cares, you know. So I like I'm gonna miss it when it goes away because it's kinda like a holiday for me, you know? Sure. I might still celebrate it. I might just <laughs> the death of uh, the morning of uh standard time justin discuss 25 hour days yeah i do i do like the sun being out a a little bit later although when i didn't have a family i loved the standard time in the winter because um when it starts getting dark at four that's that much more movie time i had see that's where i'm at see that's why justin's on me and we're and justin are on the same wavelength because when it gets dark it's like oh that's a video game time now you know it's the it's the forbidden time (laughs) (laughs) so uh anyways i'm good um how are you doing lucas I'm doing. I'm just hanging out here in the forbidden time, you know. Um, <laughs> life, life's good. Can't complain. What, what else is there to say? Um, this is normally the part of the show where I would tell you to go check out my YouTube channel or, or my my website or whatever. But man, I have been so freaking just dead to the world. Like I have not put out any content. I have not like I'm just sitting on stuff that I need to edit and like I just I'm I'm done I'm not there right now, dude. I don't know what's going on, but I'm just not in the zone. So be happy you have me here for this show. Uh Justin, what are you. you up to? Speaking of uh of not <laughs> of not getting anything done or posted um go to the disneyparkbench.com and look at all (laughs) the uh five-year-old blogs and and or five-month-old blogs and three-month-old podcasts um still working on that though still got a very very long blog in the works that'll hopefully be up 
um, in April, trying to get uh, the podcast up and running again. But, uh, yeah, in the meantime, you've got the DisneyParkBench.com and, and all of the social media. You can also follow my social media at InfendoJustin and at Utilidork. And I'm going to go get caffeine. <laughs> all right. Well, and in the meantime, you've always got Infendo Radio, or at least the majority of us at any one time. Um, <laughs> we got a show for you tonight. I got something that's that's tickling my fancy, but not in a good way, if you know what I mean. And I want to talk about it because I'm pissed off. Okay. So, like, <laughs> I want to talk about it too. Yeah, I'm grumpy. So if you remember right, I signed off last week's episode talking about how excited I was for Chocobo Racing GP, whatever it's called, because, like, it was a it was a new racing game that was coming out. Like, it looked really adorable. It had Final Fantasy characters in it. It, it just looked like a good time, and I was really excited for it. I booted up with Steve on the call, and immediately my heart sinks, because the first thing that I see when I boot into this game is a big banner telling me about the season pass that's only mm. available for the next two months and mm. how to get cloud and how you have to spend mm. your your in-game money that you can't earn in-game that you have to spend real money for in order to buy the season pass to be able to unlock cloud. And if you spend even more in-game money, then you can get um, the, the levels just leveled up for you automatically. And then you don't have to work to get cloud. You can just get him. And, oh, man, then you boot into the game, and there's, like, five different currencies that you can... And some of them are, like, only available in-game, and one of them is limited to spending real-world money, and there's no way to get it otherwise. And it's just... It's it's upsetting. Like, it was, it was a genuine buzzkill. And as I played the game that night... Like, the first thing I did was I and shot everyone... And this is the paid version of the game, right? Yeah, this is the $40 full game. This is not a Fantastic. free... Yeah, this is not a free experience that happens to be, you know, nickel and diming you along the way, a la what I'm expecting um, that Universal Multiverses fighting game is going to do to you. I'm sure. fully expecting that to be that. But, um, no, this is just... It, it felt so disheartening, right? Because I was all set to have this, like, really cool new game to play, and as I was playing through it, like, I was playing through the levels, I felt... This is going to sound like way over the top, but I felt used. I felt dirty, like, playing this game. Like, I felt like a, a consumer. I did not feel like a, a person playing a game. It was, it was genuinely disheartening for me. And I messaged all of you guys about it. Like, like that night, I was like, don't even bother with this game. It's not a game. It's a product. I was you know, going blah, to blah, anyway, blah. but I appreciate the heads up. It's, well, well, the thing that sucks is that they gave us a free version of the game, so anybody who didn't own it could still play it with people. Right. But now I'm realizing the only reason they did that is so they can get more people online playing the game so that they have an excuse for their numbers to look good, so that they can mm -hmm. keep selling season passes, the reason why half the courses are like 30 seconds long, I'm starting to think, is so that the game can go by faster in online matches so people don't mm. get bored and they play more online matches. Everything that I experience with this game now, I assume is motivated by money. You know, every decision mm -hmm. that this game has, I assume is motivated by greed rather than like, you know, good game design. <clears throat> and it makes it hard to play. Like, it makes it hard to, like... I, I sat down the next day, because I was thinking of doing a video on this thing. Obviously, I haven't, because as I said, I just have not been, like, making any content lately. But I sat down, and I played through the whole game in a few hours, like, the story mode of the game. 
there's like 20 characters that you get through story mode. It's got a little story mode. You go through all the courses in the game. You, you unlock everybody. And then there's like Cloud and Squall that are each limited behind a paywall. Squall is behind coins, which you only get from having the expansion pass and playing through it and earning coins. And you can also spend those coins on other things, so be careful or you'll waste them and you'll have to earn even more coins, blah, blah, blah. Um, Cloud is also locked behind a season pass. There's no point in doing the season pass experience if you don't pay for it. Like, you know, sometimes you play a game like a Rocket League and, or, or Fortnite, and they'll have, like, a, a season that you can participate in. And if you don't pay, you get some rewards. And if you do pay, you get other rewards. Well, you can get some rewards in this one, but it's all, like useless stickers that you put on your cart to give you more experience points when you're doing the Grand Prix stuff online. And then, like, all of the actual, like, all the coins and Cloud and all of his variants are all just rewards for playing the Season Pass paid. So it's like, I don't know, it's not, it's not egregious, it's not ridiculous, it's nowhere near as exploitative as Crash Team Racing was, but something about it just felt incredibly dishonest to me. And sure. it, it's and a is, real buzzkill. See, and this is how I felt with Mortal Kombat 11. And mm. I loved Mortal Kombat 11, and I still yeah. play Mortal Kombat 11. But, like, Mortal Kombat 11 was a $60 game, yeah. which also had another $40 worth of DLC if you bought it in, like, a full package. Mm-hmm. If you bought it individually, it probably more than doubled the base price of the game. Yeah. And then they have these... You know, all the accessories for your characters and all that. And so to make, you know, Sub-Zero look like, you know, he did in Mortal Kombat 1, you have to spend money on on Space Bucks so that you can buy it on the random day that it shows up after accomplishing... To make the Terminator look like he did in Terminator 2 instead of the the Terminator 5 movie with the beard, you had to do the same thing. Like, yeah, all the costumes were locked behind. And I played Mortal Kombat. Which one was it? 11 was the one on Switch? Yeah, I played it. And I actually, like, like, to its credit... There's a game there. It's It's got that grind that makes you say, oh, screw it, I'll just pay money instead. Why would I ever play through this horrible, you know, single-player mode when I could just buy it? But, like, at least there's a game at its core. I feel like Chocobo is entirely motivated by, by getting my money. Like, it feels entirely motivated by how do we get people racing online to earn points mm-hmm. to spend money, you know? And I hate that. I hate it <laughs> so much. It feels to me like... Uh, um Square is kind of on a on a downward spiral for me. Like like there's, I mean, I guess that Triangle Strategy just came out, so I haven't played that one. So that one could be mm-hmm. good. But like that, there was that game Babylon Fall that came out that Platinum developed mm-hmm. that I was actually kind of excited for because it was you know, gonna be like oh cool these guys did Bayonetta and they're gonna do like yeah. a, you know like a game sort of like that and it just i didn't play it because it apparently was really really bad Mm -hmm. but like you know it's just like uh man square what's going on over there yeah yeah it's just it 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 sucks you know and i think it, it reminds me a lot of crash team racing because the thing that was so bad about that game i don't know if you remember when that game came out that game came out Never under the played. promise that there would not be microtransactions. There weren't sure. any, and then a month afterwards, when all the reviews had come in, they started doing microtransactions. Mm. That was re- 
ridiculously nasty. Like that, that will always be, I think for me, an example of the worst way to do in-game, like paid in-game content. Wait until the reviews come in so then they're good and then spring them with the paid crap. Now, I will say, I guess in the interest of fairness, um, the Chocobo team did announce that they had heard the negative feedback and they were making changes. But all of the changes that I saw were like, we're making it slightly easier to unlock Cloud in the Mm. paid content. You know, it's Mm. like, it's all, it's all just, It's like lip service, kind of. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna make it 1% easier to earn the cryptocurrency that Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's like yeah, again going back to Mortal Kombat, the time crystals. Like you needed time crystals yeah. to get anything worthwhile in mm-hmm. that game, and they were impossible to get. Even when you level up, you only get like ten, and it costs like hundreds of time yeah. crystals to get any good DLC. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and I guess word of warning in Chocobo: even if you are somebody that decides screw it, I'll pay. I think it's eight dollars for the season pass. And I'll try to unlock Cloud because, you know, like Final Fantasy VII is the only Final Fantasy I've ever played kind of deal because let's be real, that's probably most people who are playing this game. Um, I've tried to play online matches in that mode and like three out of four of the matches I can't get into, not because I'm getting disconnected or there's internet issues like with a lot of Nintendo games, Mm -hmm. but because there's not a full lobby of eight players to start the race. Like, I get into a lobby of five players or six players, and then we get kicked out and reassigned because there's not enough, there's not enough players to do this thing. So I, I just don't know, man. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. No, yeah, that's, like uh, <laughs> that is not good. Well, and I'll say, I, I don't, like, I know it's really popular to hate on microtransactions, right? Like... It's um, it's it's easy to do. It's it's easy to say, you know, it's it's greedy, whatever. I think there's a place for them. I don't think I don't ever think they're really optimal. But I understand the idea of like, you know, okay, the devs worked hard, so for five bucks you can buy a skin that makes you look like you know King DDD from Kirby or you know that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. It's like okay, whatever, you know, throw throw a little extra money at a game you really like, you know, and that kind of stuff. But the game's got to come first, you know? Mm-hmm. The game has got to... Like, Warframe does a decent job of that. The The game is entirely playable without it, and if you want to speed stuff up or if you want to make yourself look really fancy, you can spend a few bucks, you can you can co- cosmetic yourself and experience the game. And it's fine. You know, I don't mind spending a couple of extra dollars on, like, a Warframe cosmetic because I, the devs are really personable, they're really friendly, they work hard on their game, they put a lot into right. it, and you get a lot out of it just, you know, at the base game. But... Something like this, it just feels so, like, ugh, just, just cheap and flimsy, you know? So, anyway, I've ranted, I've raved. Anybody have any closing thoughts on this before we, we jump out of this topic? You can tell I really wanted to spearhead this discussion. <laughs> well, I mean, this will probably sort of segue into my change to the system, so, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. Let's do that then, so, I guess. So, I guess, uh... We'll be right back then with Change the System. Hey, yo, you like Discord? You know you do. Go on over to Infendo.com, click on the Community tab, join up with all the people just like you who want to talk about Infendo and Nintendo and all the other cool stuff you're doing with your life. 
Right back at you, Lucas. Welcome back to Infendo Radio. It's time for Change the System. It's the part where we talk about the games we've been playing and not how long that segment was just now, Justin. So, Justin! Actually, I was going to comment on the juxtaposition between the calm, relaxing video game music and Lucas yelling at Hey-o! It was not a yell. It was an excited conversational tone. Justin, what games have you been playing? No, I want to play the What's Justin Thinking game. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, well, um, let's get to the the short version of the story. I've been playing Animal Crossing. (laughs) Ah, Um, speaking of microtransaction. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 that's that's coming. Um, So I've been playing Animal Crossing. I did find myself back in Super Mario Maker 2. Um, I'm determined to finish that stage that I started over a year ago. I finally have some inspiration on what I want to do with it, so I'm hoping to have that done at some oh, wow. point in my lifetime. <laughs> that's a um, that's a long burn. But uh, the well, I kind of lost inspiration. Like I got to a certain point, I'm like I have no idea what to do next, and this level mm-hmm. is definitely not up to my standards. Yeah. So I just kind of put it away, and then. One day I'm like, I know what to do, and started playing with it. Give me just a moment, I have to adjust my mic. Okay. Um, so, the but the new game on the list is not a Switch game. It's not an Xbox game. It's not a PlayStation game. It is a phone game. I have found myself playing quite a bit of Mario Kart Tour. Um, ah. Which is on the, if you ask me, opposite end of the microtransaction spectrum in that, yes, you can pay lots of money for this game and to unlock stuff in it, or you can just sit down on the toilet and play a couple races while you poop. Which is I, well, I didn't do it on the toilet, but I did play the game like legitimately. I don't think I spent a dime on that game. So. No, it is very like most of the Nintendo mobile games. It's one of those where if you want to be a whale, you can be, or you can just play the game for fun and they'll let you. Like uh, uh, Dr. Mario World, I never felt like that restricted my ability to play it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I played Mario Kart Tour when it first came out and did not like it. I didn't yeah. like the way it controlled. It just It just felt weird. It felt like a cheap Mario Kart knockoff. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the uh, with the Mario Kart Tour stages being added to Mario Kart 8 later this week, um, and over the course of the next year and a half, I thought maybe I should try it, you know? Give it another shot. And it's actually not bad. Uh, the mm. first mistake I made was... I hated playing it in vertical mode, so I switched it to horizontal and tried doing it that way. Nope, that's wrong. This game Mm -hmm. is meant to be played vertical. Mm -hmm. Um, And it takes some getting used to, but the controls are very forgiving. Um, The only issue I have is if I want to fire a green turtle shell behind me, swiping down causes a causes the whole screen to shift and the menu to pop up and i have to adjust that so you know thank I'll you be for real. all I the swipe of, controls kind of forgot that that game existed when you when you were talking about that for a second i was like 
There's DLC and like I thought you were talking about like the go kart game, you know, like the one that like is in a physical Mario oh. Kart thing. Mario I, Kart Tour oh. was a game that I oh. really liked that like nobody else did, like internet, or internet or otherwise. I played so it I a day, stopped, like yeah, maybe I, two days. I got into it for a while, like I was unlocking characters, I was having fun, and then the internet just kind of decided that it hated it, and I was like. Okay, well, I guess I hate it too, and that was the last time I ever played it. Well, because there was that big controversy, remember, that, like, the players aren't real players kind of thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that kind of took some steam out of my sail, too, so, eh, anyway. No, that that does nothing for me either way. I don't like people, so. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I'm I'm fine with playing computer-controlled avatars. But, um, yeah, so I have been playing it. I have been enjoying it. I have not spent a dime on it. I don't nice. plan on spending a dime on it. Um, it is a great boobin game. And, yeah, it is a little wonky if you're used to, like, Mario Kart 8 and, you know, all the good yeah. full-featured Mario Karts. But, you know, if you just tell yourself, it's a, it's a mobile phone version. You know, you just get used to it. There are a few things that bug me. Um, like I said, you, you so your cart automatically goes forward. So you don't have to press any buttons to accelerate. You pretty much never break unless you get hit by something. But um, to steer, you basically swipe left and right on the screen, and it's kind of like an analog steering wheel. And there's a little like arrow on the screen that shows you just how tightly you're turning, which is really helpful. Um, the problem is, like any touchscreen... So, did either of you play Super Mario 64 on the DS? Yes. yes. Hated did you ever play that, it actually. with the touch controls? Yeah, I, yeah, had I didn't to buy, like that. I, I had to buy a, like, little... It looked like a th- uh, a thimble or whatever that you would sew <laughs> with, but it had like a little point on the end so that I could like you know put it on my finger and then you know play with it that, that way. See, I had uh, I had yes. an original DS and that actually came with one of those. So no, um, I had I had the strap. This you're talking about yeah. the strap, right? I had the strap, but no, like I literally was like a plastic thing that I like slipped on my thumb, oh, and then it had a point. Um, that yeah, anyways go on weird accessories so, yeah if you if yeah so if you've ever played Super Mario 64 on the DS with with analog touch controls you'll know what the problem is the center is not always the center mm-hmm. your thumb just kind of moves wherever it wants to well, because there's no and, tactile input it's the same as right. playing like a Game Boy like I play a lot of Game Boy emulators on my phone and they even have, like, a vibration feature now where you can feel, like, a vibration when you touch a button. But it's barely enough. You really do need to feel, like, the tech. It's amazing how important the texture of buttons is to being able to play video mm-hmm. games, like, successfully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the problem that I have with Mario Kart Tour is turning left and right. I'll have my thumb in a certain position, and I will turn right but my thumb will go beyond the threshold of the turn. So when I go to turn left, I have to overcompensate, and then I have to take my finger off and put it on, and then I shoot a weapon or do something like that. Mm -hmm. So, again, it's the mobile phone version of Mario Kart. It comes with a lot of the quirks and problems of a mobile phone touchscreen controls, and I don't think there is an option to, like, use a Bluetooth controller with it because, you know, Nintendo does what Nintendo or whatever mm-hmm. it is I usually say. But, um, but yeah, like, 
for a free mobile Mario Kart game that I can pick up and play every, you know, for five minutes on the toilet, it works. Like, Nintendo really does make good mobile games. Um, I still play Super Mario Run. I would still play Dr. Mario World if I could. Um, mm. I miss Miitomo. Is Dr. Mario World not a thing anymore? Nah, they shut it down. No, oh, dang. And that's the weird that. thing about Nintendo is they'll be like, oh, this game isn't doing as well as we thought it would. It's gone. <laughs> Kill it. Right. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, aside from my usual Animal Crossing and dipping my toe in Mario Maker and playing, uh, you know, Mario Kart Tour, it's just been the usual gamer ADD, you know. I don't know what to play, so I'm going to stare at a menu for 15 minutes until I'm too tired to play something. Sure. Cool. Well, Eugenathan, would you like to tell us the games you've been playing? Um, game, um, these days, I'm, I'm thinking you guys can, uh, guess what that's gonna be, um... Elden Ring! Yeah, uh, it's right. been, uh, my life lately, I've been Elden Ringing, um, it's freaking... I almost said Pokemon Go, so I'm proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I did that too, but, you know, you don't want to hear about no, that. I want, I want Deets, because, like, this is a game that if I had the right hardware for it, I'd probably be playing, but, you know, I don't, so, so I won't. Yeah, Elden Ring is really, I mean, I feel like it's really, really good. If I had to score it, I haven't beaten it yet, but it, we're talking 9 or a 10 type of game, you know? Like, it's, like, sinking its teeth into me. Um, the first one of the Souls games that's really done that since Dark Souls, the original, and I think it's because it's uh, basically the same type of thing, right? Like, it, the Dark Souls original w- wasn't uh, considered an open world um, game, but for me, it pretty much was like you kind of you still had to like there was a, a a sequence that you had to do, so you had to like you know just ring the bells and you, know, you had to do all the things before you can actually like beat the game. So I guess in that sense, it was an open world, but uh, this one is like you literally can run up to the boss, very similar to Breath of the Wild, you know, f- within minutes of starting the game, and you know if you're good enough, you can beat the boss, you know, type of thing. So. so I think that. Sorry, Go ahead. I didn't realize that it's an actual Dark Souls game. I always thought the comparison was just mm-hmm. the, you know, it's like Dark Souls but open world. You know, like I... it, it's it's uh, by From Software, the creators of Dark okay. Souls. So they've done a lot of uh, Souls likes. So I like I played Sekiro a while yeah. back. That was like the Ninja Dark Souls, and then they did Bloodborne, which I haven't played because that's the PlayStation Dark Souls. Um, and. Is it? Go ahead. Um, see, I'm sorry. You're so polite. You just stop talking when I when I cut you off. So I try not <laughs> to cut you off. Um, is it legitimately like that that Dark Souls level of like, oh, you didn't dodge that enemy's attack. You're dead, son. You know, like is it like that level of difficulty kind of stuff? Okay, interesting. Yeah, it's it's the same. Yeah, it's Dark Souls and everything but name. I don't know why they just didn't call it like El- uh, Souls Dark Souls or, colon yeah, Elden Ring, yeah. you know, like because it is Dark yeah. Souls. They did um, change. So like there's not like bonfires yeah. to rest at. You actually rest at a site of grace. But like, again, like it, it basically is Dark Souls and everything but name. But uh, yeah, so it has that aspect of it. Like there's there was this one um, when I first started the game, um, there's this like 
guy riding a horse. And I was like, hey, what's this guy doing? And he don't mess with that guy because he's one of those guys, one hit and you're dead type of thing, you know? So like, yeah, I didn't mess with that guy. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it, it's really good. The the it, it is really interesting for it to be an open world, like a yeah. true open world game because um, – <clears throat> Whereas in the previous Dark Souls games, if you ran up to like a boss or like a sequence that you um, couldn't do, you basically just kind of had to bang your head mm -hmm. against it until you got good and, you know, were able to finish it or grinded enough levels so like you leveled yeah. up enough that you could do it because, you know, you had more health or whatever. In this game, um, it's almost encouraged to... somewhere else. If you find... Yeah, if you find something that's too hard, well, that's yeah. fine because, like, it's a whole open world. Like, you, there's so many nooks and crannies to, you know, find yeah. things in. And, and that's another beauty of the game is that in every nook and cranny of the world, there's something different. Like so, that. like, I'm not running... I'm not running into like the same enemies like on the eastern side of the map as I was on the western side of the map. Like it's completely every enemy is brand new, new enemy attacks that you have to memorize. That I have multiple questions that I want to bombard you with. <laughs> sure. I don't know if this analogy is going to mean anything to you because I don't even know if you've played Skyrim. But like, is is the progression more? I'm assuming there's progression. I'm assuming there's a start point and an end point to mm -hmm. the game. You're not just wandering. Is it more Breath of the Wildish, where it's like here are some objectives and you have to hit them, or is it more Skyrimish, where it's like here's a very short story that you can complete in like an hour and a half, but like a thousand other side things to keep you busy and f like like what kind of how does that how does that work, or is it not like either? Of I those? would say I would say neither. Actually, I mean it, it takes a little bit of what you would see in Breath of the Wild in that, yes, there is objectives that you need to complete, but the world doesn't spell but it's it out. Not like, you, it's you know? not like, like I got to go to the four temples and get the four crystals right. from the four demons. Okay, so interesting. Hmm. Right, like, uh, exactly. I mean, like, there, I guess technically there are, like, I, I haven't gotten this far yet, but I, I'm assuming... <laughs> I'm assuming there, there's de technically like four demons mm -hmm. or four bosses that like major bosses that okay. you have to defeat, I assume, type of thing. But again, I haven't gotten too far into it. And it's not so much like the Skyrim type of thing where there's like so many like side objectives. Although there is, it is kind of like Skyrim because like I said, in every nook and yeah. cranny of the world, something there's to see, something. something to do, yeah. So, like, I, I, for example, I just beat this, like, catacomb area, and at the end of it, there was, like, this item that I was mm. able to get. That, that, that's actually really yeah. exciting, because every item is, like, a one-off type of thing. So, like, there's, like, a claymore, there's different types of, like, uh, you know, lances, like, and every one has a different... Um, attack animation not unlike a monster hunter so getting a new weapon is actually really exciting because it's almost like you know basically a whole so, new uh fighting stance that you have so to i'm guessing with, which is nothing like skyrim where everything's exactly or, the same and you only sure. have about five different or weapons. nothing like breath of the wild where weapons were basically meaningless because they disappeared after like 10 minutes of use right it, okay, exactly that's exciting exactly. that was always one of the things that felt um that was one of the, the problem areas that I had with Breath of the Wild. And Skyrim actually has a little bit of that, too, because until you get into the end game, um, there's not much in the way of interesting rewards. But um, 
I, I never liked like like getting through like the Colosseum in Breath of the Wild, and my reward is like a fire sword, a lightning sword, and an ice sword. Neat, and they're all gonna be broken right. in ten minutes, and I won't have gotten anything for my you know that kind of thing. Like yeah, I like I like right. I like tangible rewards that make me feel like I'm advancing in a game. You know, that's key to me. Yeah. And that's the thing about this game too. So, like, if you've never—I'm sorry, I'm going to be going on for on this it's, one. It's, it's the game. What it's what playing. everybody's playing right now. So, um, if you've never played a Souls-like or like a roguelike yeah. type game, um, what happens in a game like this is if you die, you lose basically everything except for like the items you've acquired or the like spells, mm-hmm. that type of thing. All of that stays, but like your experience yeah. points, which. Um, in previous games were called souls in this game it's called runes those are out in the world wherever you died and if you can go back and you know touch the rune spot or whatever you get your experience points back so so like until you uh, die again um, shovel knight where yes you die, very similar you to a shovel knight chunk of your yes. money and if you don't get back to that point again it's gone but if you can get back you can earn it back yeah. Very, very similar to Shovel Knight, yes. But if, but here's the thing: if you die before you touch your runes, then it's which gone is actually forever. exactly so like, like how it is in Shovel Knight, if I remember right. I think every mm-hmm. time yeah. you die in Shovel Knight, it creates a respawn. It creates a point where all the stuff you had from that round is, and anything you missed from the previous round mm-hmm. goes away. So it actually is like, man, a shovel, an open world Shovel Knight game. Can I just say for a second? Well, but that would be fine. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Shovel Knight got that mechanic. Oh, I'm not saying Souls, I'm not but, saying uh, that they originated it. I'm just using that as a point of reference. Oh, sure. sure. Yeah, no. Make no mistake. Dark yeah. Souls could be the but, OG here. Like, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, the um, yeah. So that's that kind of sets the stage for what I was going to say next. In that, um, I went probably five hours, six, seven hours into this game without actually ever being able to level up. Really? Um, because um, uh, you it's an open world game, so like you can go anywhere. I missed the, this little mm. tutorial spot where you get that. So like there's this spot like in the beginning of the game where you can um, like there's this like ghost. He's like, jump down the cliff. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna. So I went the other <laughs> way. And I apparently like if you jump down the cliff, that's like the tutorial ah. section. Um, and um, soon after the tutorial section, it kind of points you into the direction where you would get all your hmm. other stuff. Well, instead of doing that, I just walked right out. And then I just started Lucas you know, doing stuff. <laughs> Uh huh. So, um, needless to say, I'm not going down and talking to the old man. I'm just going to climb. I spent so many hours trying to figure out how to get off of the Great Plateau without doing the tutorial. Like, I did not want that in my life, but it's impossible. (laughs) So, so needless to say, um, I, uh, you know, I had all these souls, and I was like, crap. Like, this is really starting to, to, Mm -hmm. you know, like get bothersome because if I die, like it really means something, you know, because I can't level. Did you have to look it up? And you were like, oh crap. I didn't want, no, I didn't want to lo- mm-hmm. look it up. I, I figured I had missed something, but I, you know, I was just kind of wandering. I didn't really care that much. But so I went back to like the starting area and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, duh, this is what you do. Um, but yeah, that, um, it, it's a fun game. Yes. It's uh it is one of the best open world games I played probably since Breath of the Wild. I, I'll, I will say that um, going straight from this, from Pokemon Arceus, yeah. Man, does Pokemon have something to learn about a tutorial mm-hmm. um, section? Because um, 
this game does do a really good job at onboarding the player, um, but I don't know, like Pokemon mm -hmm. is something else. One last thing that I have to say about um, Elden Ring before I uh, move on. Um, it probably is the most accessible Souls game to date. I, granted, I never played um, Bloodborne, but like this game actually kind of tells you what to do, especially mm. if you you know fall down fall down the hole, people. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, just jump down. It's fine. Um, if you do that, it does a really good job of teaching you the mechanics. Mm. Um, whereas, like in Dark Souls, they're like, "Eh, figure it out." Like mm -hmm. <laughs> the buttons are there's a there's a menu somewhere where you can learn mm -hmm. about it, type of thing, you know. Cool. So yeah, good game. I like it a lot. Um, recommended. I'll probably be playing this for the foreseeable future because it's. I, I don't. I think I played like 10, 15 hours, and I don't even think I've cracked the surface. Oh, you know. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I look forward to hearing about it week after week after week after week <laughs> after week after week. Oh, actually, one last thing. Sorry. The first uh, first day that I played, I didn't get to play because Heather played because she did the character mm. creator for me. It has the most robust uh, character geez. creator I have ever seen in a video game. Like, you can do some things Jeez. here. So, that's, anyways. That's not always a good thing. Actually. <laughs> no, like, there was, like, 30 menus, sub-menus upon sub-menus. It was You know robust. what other game has that? And I only know it because I played the demo because I never bought it. And shame on me for that. But do you remember Damon X Machina? That game that, like, fizzled before it even came oh, out? Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, the character creator on that was super robust. My roommate spent, like, three hours making a character one day. So, <laughs> that exists. Um, all right, well, since that conversation... Reminds me of the character creator from uh, WWF No Mercy. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, speaking of character creators, okay, my turn anyway, right? So, segue here. I've been yeah. craving Soul Cal... Or, no, not Soul Calibur. Oh, what is it called? Tekken. I've been craving Tekken. Because, um, and I think I talked about this last week, but I loved, um, I don't know if they're all like this or if it was like exclusive to Tekken 4, whichever game was on the Switch, but um, it was so much fun to like make your own characters like based on like Mario characters and stuff and have that be a thing. Like, I, I love that. I want that. I need that in my life again. So put Tekken on the Switch already. Um, anyway, games I've been playing. Right. It's not like Namco isn't already making games for an Nintendo. Exactly, anyway, we have a like good Smash relationship. Brothers. You should be able to do this. Um, so, game. That, I'll start my my games segment with a game that I didn't play, and I'm curious to hear if Eugene played it uh, because apparently, according to Steve, at least the Sandshrew event was this weekend, and I didn't know about it until, um, or I forgot about it until Steve messaged me at 5 p.m. my time and said, how'd you make out in the Sandshrew event? And I was like, damn it! <laughs> what <laughs> oh, Sandshrew no. event? Damn it, damn it, damn oh, it! No. So, I didn't get Sandshrew and that hurts my soul, but you know, things happen for reasons I guess. My reason being that I was playing RuneScape, so that's gone, but someday my dream will be achieved. Uh, in Otherwise, I've been playing a lot of RuneScape. This game is my favorite now, again. Um, just for fun, I, I've talked about this game a lot, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. But uh, just for fun, I um, had my friend who has access to my old RuneScape account from, like, 2001 uh, show me what my stats mm -hmm. were like in that game that I put, like, you know, years of my life into versus this game that I just started a few months ago. I'm kicking my past self's butt. Like, I am, I have leveled <laughs> up far beyond what child Lucas could ever dream of accomplishing. So, that fool. Yeah, dumb idiot. 
So um, no, it's it's still it's still um, I'm loving this game. Um, my progress, I guess, for anybody that's curious, I am on my last skill other than combat skills before I can do this chinchampa thing that I've been setting out to do for weeks now. Chinchampa? Yeah, he's, a little, he's a little cutie that I want to get a pet of. Is he? Is he a chinchilla mixed with like? So alligator? he's a chinchilla, and they explode when they get angry. So they're popular. As ra- <laughs> so I actually, I actually found out about this, and I've been using them. Um, okay. So, so there's a skill called Hunter that's new to the. It's not new to the game. It came out in 2006, but it's new to me because I stopped playing in 2005. So um, I'd been exploring Hunter, and he's the cutest pet in the game. He's this cute little uh, like chinchilla thing that follows you around. And you can actually trap them, not as pets, but it's how you get the pet, too, because it's like a one-in-whatever chance. Um, And you can equip them as ranged weapons and throw them at enemies, and they explode and they damage everything in, like, a radius, which is really rare in a game like RuneScape. So people use them. It's like a cute Yeah, it's amazing. And people use them to train range, because in RuneScape, the way that you get combat experience is every time you deal damage, that directly equates to how much experience you've gained. So if you deal like five damage, you get maybe like 30 experience. If you deal 15 damage, you get like 100 experience, you know? So if you deal 15 damage to nine enemies at a time, you get like all the experience. So that's how (laughs) I've been training range because I have a surplus of chinchampas because right when I started getting into this game, all the bots came in and drove all the prices down on chinchampas. So now they're worth like a quarter Mm. of what they were worth before. So now I have a a surplus that I've been saving up, but I'm just going to use them and train up my range. So that's what I've been doing. That's my whole life is this freaking game. Is the marketplace in RuneScape like fluid? Like is it like absolutely like a stock Hey, I just hit level sixty two fishing. That's what I've been working on this whole time. Um it is like a stock market (laughs) for in game RuneScape. Um, you you go there and huh. players set the prices based on what something is worth. So player uh, prices go up and down month after month based on You're like how much access there is to stuff. It's some people uh, weirdos out there sit at this, this <laughs> grand exchange, this marketplace, and just buy cheap and sell expensive, and that's fun for them. That's the game for them. How much money can I put in my bank account by just buying cheap and selling expensive? And uh, Far be it from me to say they're playing the game wrong, but they're a bunch of weirdos. There's so much other stuff to do out there. There's quests to go on. There's levels to get. But, you know, everybody's got their own thing. This reminds me... This reminds me of... uh, What was it? Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Mm. Wars on the DS. Um, There was a drug dealing mini game. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. so easy to just rack up money because you get an I email totally saying, I totally forgot about I've, that. <laughs> I've got Coke for cheap. So you go and you buy the Coke Jeez. for cheap and then, you know, maybe I, a little while I, later I've been wanting email, to play hey, that I'll, game. I'll, I, I don't... Pay good I, money I, for Coke and then you go and sell it and make a huge profit. Yeah, that's... Come on, Rockstar, bring Chinatown Wars to the Switch. I don't really like the Grand Theft Auto games much, but I did play that one and I did mm-hmm. enjoy that one. That is, I love the Grand Theft Auto games, and that's probably still my favorite. I, it was so much fun and so well the crafted. The top down always turned me off on that one. Like it just felt too like like I got into Grand Theft Auto because it was like whoa, open world. I've never played this before, you know. Sure. And like now they feel so limited by comparison compared to something like you know Elden Ring. But um, but back in the day, it was like this is the first game where I can go anywhere kind of thing. 
And that's mm-hmm. kind of honestly what I liked so much about RuneScape as a kid, right? It's like there's this giant world full of towns and stuff. And I was talking to my friend who plays the, the newer version who, you know, we grew up together and played this game together. And I finally have this, like, outfit that I bought um, on the on the store. And I look like an NPC now. Like, I look like I could be, like, giving out quests in the game. And we were joking, and <laughs> it kind of became, like, a serious conversation. I'm thinking about standing out in a free world in front of a bunch of new players and being like, I have a quest! Bake me a cake and I'll give you rare <laughs> crap! You know, it's like, that's what I love about, like, MMOs is, is seeing so other players, like, you know, and experiencing the game. And it's sad because there's so many people that play this game now that are in, like, this, like, sad, like, eh, gross, I've been playing this game for 20 years thing. But then there's also people that play it and mm-hmm. just have fun. And, like, it's nice to see, like, people just having fun in this game, you know, because that's, like, that was a big part of my, like, 10 to 14-year-old self was, you know, this was my MMO. I never sure. played World of Warcraft. I never played whatever other game there was. I think I played a little bit of something called, like, Silk Road. Or something, the one where you could be like, uh, oh my god! Do you remember that game? I totally where you could be like the the one, drunken yeah. fighters or like the Shaolin monks and stuff, and they were like the good and the evil. Like that one was kind of interesting. I always got into that. That yeah. one reminds me of Maple yeah. Story. Did you ever play I never, Maple I, Story? I think too? I was. Oh I, I was gonna say I think I was a little too old for that. But if you know what it is, maybe I wasn't. Maybe I just ignored it. But. No, um, I never did Maple Story, but no, like I, I didn't play a lot of MMOs growing up, and there are there's a surprising lack of them today. Like there's just not that many. It's all World of Warcraft, and yes. like that's it, right? Like, and there's a Final Fantasy. So one, I'm but, having like, fun. Yeah. Like I really enjoy playing a, an online game. You know, even if I play like 99 percent of it by myself, it's just fun to like. You walk into the Grand Exchange, and people are talking about like current events you know and half of them are idiots and half of them are good people but it's like it's fun to just be a part of like you know a human experience even if it's in like a video game form i like it yeah the uh, besides the obvious um uh mmo that nintendo should make which is Mm -hmm. pokemon obviously i've always thought call me crazy but um that kid icarus would make a good mmo i would love to be in a like a so you know a gr- there was a multiplayer mode for the 3ds version where you actually played as the centurions little angels and everything it was cool oh it yeah was cool. you could do something yeah, yeah, off yeah. of that i could see that i thought you were gonna say woohoo island that always felt like a slam dunk for an mmo that would you know? be cool I could, yeah i could go yeah. for that i also want like breath of the wild style zelda but mm-hmm. as a massively multiplayer I've said game. a thousand times over that I would be so into Breath of the Wild if you weren't playing as Link. I think if you had, if you gave me that game, sure. but I could be a Deku Scrub, a Goron, a Zora, you know, a Rito, <laughs> and I could play with other people online, like that... Oh, you're just taking it to the that's next level. Selling. I'm, pic- I'm yeah. picturing a bunch of links. But no, that's... that was that was selling. Like a, 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 you choose your race, customize your character, plop into the world, play with other people. Yeah, like that, that would solve like half my problems Ooh, with that yeah. game. Just give me that. I yeah, like I'd it. take that any day. Because then you'd have players like, see, that's one of the cool I things mean, is players like build the world up. You know, like with this this RuneScape thing, like you'd have players like hawking goods and swords and stuff and in dungeons. So take. Taking this to the next uh, level, then, would there be, like, two factions? Would you be able to be, like, a Deku Scrub and a Goron and, like, a human? Or would you be able to be, like, a Moblin and, like, a Like-Like if you wanted or something like that? And if you really wanted to give people, like, creative freedom, you could introduce, like, the Majora's Mask thing, right? So it's like, oh, you can put on a mask and be a different race. Oh, yeah. 
There you go. Give me that. Give me that game, man. Give me that game. You have like every week people could be like <laughs> warring over different territories in the in the world. Mm-hmm. And, like the map changes, so it's like more of the world is Ganondorf controlled or oh, why isn't this a game? You're making me want why this. Why so isn't badly. this a game? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> ah. oh, that would be so cool. I would pay the um whatever hundred rupees mm-hmm. that I would need to pay in real world money real world money if I could be oh, a Lionel. You know, <laughs> You know what I always wanted in an, in an open mm. world. Um, speaking of uh, the like the uh, the WWF No Mercy style wrestling games, but rather than being in a ring, you could like be all around a city and just <laughs> throwing people into shop windows. And oh my gosh! Now we're basically describing cool. Grand Theft Auto Online. Just saying, <laughs> <laughs> but just with the well, WWE license. Well, and what and what I love about those games is like you could have matches that last like an hour if you just can't get that that mm-hmm. pin or that that everything. So just imagine spending an hour beating the tar out of each other till you can barely stand, but you've gone from like this end of the city to that end of God. the city. All right. I guess we're game designers now. Yeah, clearly. Well, <laughs> and then you finish them with a fatality because we got to get in, you know, my other favorite fighting. I'm cutting game. it. I'm cutting it off, guys. We had a good show. I also played Pokemon. I did the the battle thing so I could get a shiny Zapdos. It was fine. People use legendary Pokemon. It sucks. Uh, anyway, thank you guys for watching this week's episode of Infendo Radio. I know I had a good time, and that's all that matters. We will see you next <laughs> week for more of the same. Bye-bye. Adios.